This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 97 and today we're going to be covering last night's brilliant Worlds Collide show uh, from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. The same location, not the same venue as tonight's Royal Rumble. So happy Royal Rumble Day if you're listening to us on the day that the Royal Rumble is yet to happen. But we'll talk more about that a bit later on. Today is all about Worlds Collide. So it wasn't an NXT takeover. It kind of was of sorts. We are a little bit uh, mystified when it first got announced thinking... Well, we've seen Worlds Collide before. They've been on uh, fan access at Royal Rumbles and WrestleManias before. What are they doing? And then it became more apparent that they were going to create a whole event out of this in a similar sort of vein to an NXT TakeOver. A lot of us were quite bummed that we were going to get a TakeOver. But what we did have uh, was kind of brand supremacy, NXT versus NXT UK, a fantastic show. Six really good matches. That's it. If you include the one from the pre-show, which was awesome, by the way. Uh, can't wait to talk about Worlds Collide very, very soon. But uh, yeah, happy Royal Rumble Day. It's going to be a great show. We're going to be dropping a special review show for WWE Royal Rumble this coming Tuesday with myself and Kieran Reid, a regular contributor to the podcast. So really looking forward to doing that with Kieran. Really looking forward to getting stuck into Worlds Collide today. So I was meant to have had uh, a guest with me today. I was meant to have had a, a co-host. Unfortunately, uh, Owen from V65 Wrestle News on Twitter was unable to join me. We'll hopefully get Owen on a future episode of the Wrestling with Jonas podcast sometime in the future. But uh, it's just me, a solo episode. I haven't done a solo episode in quite a while, so I'm looking forward to doing this. Usually I have a different guest on every single week, which is really good fun. This time around, it's just me. Um, so hopefully you'll enjoy it, and hopefully I haven't forgotten how to do a solo podcast. But really hyped, really looking forward to this. Uh, it was a fantastic show. Can't wait to talk uh, to you about my, my favourite moments from the various matches that we saw last night, Worlds Collide. Um, but uh, before all of that, just want to throw out one plug before, um, with every single episode of Easter out my social media plugs my twitter me uh, facebook handle me instagram we can find us on social media don't need to do that now all i want to do is throw out one plug and that's going to be our new website the wrestling with Jonas website wrestlingwithjohners.com wrestlingwithjohners.com there's links to it in the description to this uh, podcast episode and uh, when you click on the link it will take you to wrestlingwithjohners.com at the top you've got all our social media links you've got links to all of our podcast episodes our full archive of podcast episodes our previous 96 episode this one will be up there as well fairly soon 97 and there's a special tab at the top if you're just interested in wrestling interviews you can click on the interviews tab and listen to the interviews there there's a tab there to go straight to the Wrestling With Jonas merchandise page uh, there's news archives there's special archives Articles from our team of writers and so so much more um so yeah just go to one place with regards to our exclusive interviews just want to rattle off a few names that i've spoken to over the last year or so and some of them more recently 
uh, with, with the likes of uh, Big Effing Joe, big kind of hardcore deathmatch uh, legend from the UK that's making some waves in the USA. Maverick Blade, who's a fairly young, up-and-coming independent wrestler through the UK that wrestles for IWE over in Essex. CJ Carter, um, bit of a workhorse through the UK independent wrestling scene. Of course, former WWF, WWE referee Jimmy Corderas is up there as well. And former WWF and WCW slash NWA ring announcer Gary Michael Capetta. My interview with Gary is up there also. That's uh, wrestlingwithjohners.com. Go and check it out. I think you'll be quite surprised. Also at the top of the page, and this is another shameless plug, I do apologise. But at the top of the page, you've also got a PayPal donate button. So if you enjoy listening to to the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. If you want to contribute, if you want to support uh, the podcast and uh, basically make things a little bit easier for me as a content creator so that I can uh, basically pay for new equipment or look at ways to improve the brand and improve the content that I give out to you guys every single week. Remember, the podcast is free. I usually uh, um, drop two episodes per week, one on a Saturday and one midweek, which could be an interview or maybe a special show. I know that through the month of January, when we get to the end of the month, I would have dropped about nine or ten podcasts. So that's quite a lot of content, a lot of time, um, and uh, I, I enjoy doing every single moment of the Wrestling Jonas podcast. But if you want to donate and if you want to uh, show your support to the podcast, you can just hit the PayPal donate button and donate anything from uh, $1 to $10, as much as you feel is necessary. But really, really appreciate that. Uh, so there you go. And if you enjoy listening to the podcast, please don't forget to hit subscribe on these podcasts channels that you go to we're available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podbean spotify youtube as well uh, and when you do press the follow or the subscribe button you can then be notified every time a new episode drops and uh, another shameless plug i mentioned about social media but when you're on the website there wrestlingwithjohners.com Look at the social media uh, links at the top, the little buttons uh, at the top, and uh, give us a, a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then you can be kept up to date with everything wrestling with Johnners. So uh, there we go. Uh, a few more plugs uh, to kind of throw out a little bit later on, I think, because it's just me and uh, I can. Uh, but uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Worlds Collide. What a fantastic show it really was. And we've never had a bad NXT uh, takeover. We've never had a bad NXT. TUK takeover and this is a bit of a combination of the two it was the two brands colliding uh, NXT versus NXT UK and the cream of the crop from both brands really did collide quite uh, literally um, in a very physical uh, two and a half two and three quarter hours show last night it was really really good um, but um Going into Worlds Collide, there were there were some matches that I was really looking forward to, some more than others. Um, for example, the main event, uh, Faction versus Faction, Imperium versus Undisputed Era. NXT UK champion Walter, along with Fabian Eichner, Alexander Wolfe, Marcel Bartel, going up against UE. Up until Wednesday, they were draped in gold. Uh, Roddy Strong, unfortunately, lost uh, the North American Championship to Keith Lee in that really epic match, but I'm really happy for Keith Lee, and uh, hopefully we'll see a good uh, good showing. Fingers crossed from Keith Lee in the Rumble, if he's uh, one of the surprise entrants. Who knows? We'll have to kind of check that out at the Royal Rumble, and we'll be covering that on Tuesday's Royal Rumble review, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, along with uh, Undisputed Era, you've got the NXT champion Adam Cole, Bebe, and the NXT tag team champions, uh, of course, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. 
But uh, yeah, Mustache Mountain versus DIY. So DIY, they've had their moments over the years, haven't they? They've been former NXT tag team champions, the most favourite um, babyface tag team in all of NXT. Then there was the heel turn from Tommaso Ciampa. And then from there, you had like a two-year-long feud, two-year-long storyline between these two, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, which meant to have culminated at... Takeover New York during WrestleMania 35 weekend last April when it didn't happen, like I say, a month or two ahead of that show. Before that show, Tommaso Ciampa was stripped of his championship essentially because of a serious neck injury which he had to have surgery from. He made a quick recovery. He was back in the ring on NXT TV within seven months, which is phenomenal from uh, neck surgery considering that most wrestlers don't recover at all. You look at the likes of Edge and one, Page, one or two others. Uh, but those have been heavily rumoured, uh, ironically enough, for uh, this weekend's uh, men and women's Royal Rumble, respectively, as surprise guests, although they've both shot down the rumours, but we shall see, we shall see. Um, but, uh, yeah, say Undisputed Era, not fully draped in gold. They've got uh, two out of the three championships on uh, NXT. Uh, another match I'm looking forward to was the uh, four, Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Of course, Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks being inserted from the NXT UK brand, from the NXT UK side of things, going up against uh, Swerve Scott, Isaiah Swerve Scott, the former Shane Strickland, of course, um, and current champion Angel Garza. Uh, Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley, another really fantastic match to look forward to. Uh, they've had their battles in the past, certainly on NXT UK over the NXT UK women's title. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, so much more. Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragunov. Now, not m many of our UK, American audience, uh, not many of our USA audience kind of know too much about Ilya Dragunov. I think they were given a, a good introduction to Ilya on this show and uh, he put up a, a really, really good introduction and a good showing from himself on Worlds Collide. So uh, it's all good. But uh, we did have a pre-show um, half an hour before the main show kicked off. We had a, uh, a kick-off match, a pre-show match, and it was... NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray going up against Mia Yim. Now, one quite interesting thing uh, that I've learnt certainly in the last few days, I don't know if this is old news, but I kind of only really heard about it Friday, maybe Saturday, so the day of the show itself, um, that uh, WWE have made the conscious effort to strip the kind of uh, the, the name Women's Championship of anything, whether it's the Raw Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship, NXT or NXT UK Women's Championship, strip the word woman from the uh, from the from the heading from the from the from the name of the title, and it's just if if it's Kaylee Ray, uh, you're the NXT UK champion. Like Walter, the men's champion, he's not called the NXT UK United Kingdom men's champion, is he? Um, and it's like Adam Cole isn't the NXT men's champion. So no, Rhea Ripley is no longer the NXT women's champion. She's just simply the NXT champion. Putting the women rightly so on a more level footing a more equal footing to the men and it's long overdue i'm surprised that they haven't thought about this and done this sooner to be honest with you but a really uh, good move um, and and it, maybe it's kind of sparked by the success that Tessa Blanchard has had in Impact, of course, becoming their world champion. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think it does a really good turn for WWE to put their female champions, their women, on an equal footing, even more of an equal footing to the men, and uh, certainly go some way to, towards doing that. And I'm all for it. But uh, the, the pre-show match... 
Mayim versus NXT UK champion Kaylee Ray, of course. This was a really fun and hard-hitting match. Uh, and this was a bit of a theme that went through all six matches throughout the night. They're all really strong style. They're really hard-hitting. Um, and, and, and some of the kind of the, the, the punches and the blows did look like they connected pretty well, to be honest with you. This was quite an you know, quite an interesting match between these two. Mia Yim, I've become a bit of a fan of over the last few months. Wasn't so much of a fan when she first appeared. I know that she was part of the Mae Young Classic in, uh, I think it was 2017, possibly the second one in 2018. But since she's been signed with the NXT brand, she's been on our TV screens on NXT on an almost weekly basis, inserting herself into some really big storylines and some big feuds. And she had that championship match against Shayna Baszler not too long ago, where she did unfortunately have to tap to uh, Shayna's Carafuda clutch. But here, going up against Kaylee Ray, so these two competitors beat the living hell out of one another. There were dives to the outside. There was a brutal Canadian destroyer from Mia Yim to Kaylee Ray that really did appear to connect. I know that the the, the wrestlers, uh, dare I say it, you know, uh, a bit of a sneak behind the, you know, peek behind the curtain here, but they do work to kind of protect one another. Um, but that one did appear to kind of hurt Kaylee Ray's neck. She was selling it quite heavily on the outside. It looked fairly legit to me, but she carried on. Um, Kaylee Ray got a pinfall, uh, got the pinfall after a reversal of an O'Connor roll from Mia Yim, and uh, she, she kind of reversed it with a handful of tights and with some also additional leverage and some help via the ring ropes, which the referee didn't see, still counted Mia Yim's shoulders to the mat for the one, two, three, and the current NXT UK champion gets the really hard-fought win um, against Mia Yim here. The match went just under ten minutes. It was a really good match. I mean, Kaylee Ray, she, she uh, walked out of the ring, up the ramp with her championship. Now, the NXT UK championship wasn't on the line here. Um, I don't believe it was anyway, but Kaylee Ray was certainly holding her neck as she exited the ring. Um, and it's possibly from the Destroyer, as I mentioned. That was a really good uh, a good match. Would have been uh, definitely worthy of being on the main card. But uh, as it was on the kickoff and on the pre-show, it was an excellent match to kind of start things off and set the atmosphere um, inside the Toyota Center. Uh, the main show kicked off with an opening video package featuring that epic and historic speech during World War II from, of course, former British Prime Minister Sir Winston Churchill. Uh, that really seemed to kind of... Sets um, you know perfectly the opening contest of the main show um, and uh, what a mouth-watering uh, kind of uh, match we had um, to, to kind of kick things off and um, yeah, Ilya Dragunov, as I said, he's not all that well known on the US stage. Definitely done the rounds across Europe. Uh, certainly with WXWA, he had some amazing feuds. I won a championship or two in WXW. Has come over to the NXT UK brand. Um, it's, they seem to be setting him up possibly for a match or maybe a bit of a feud with Walter. Ilya Dragunov got involved in the main event match uh, where Walter took on Joe Coffey at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 a couple of weekends ago. That was a hell of a match, but Dragunov kind of came down to um, almost neutralise um, Imperium's efforts to kind of uh, overcome Joe Coffey in that match, and uh, Dragunov um, seemed to uh, yes, yeah, seemed to kind of side with Gallus over recent weeks and months on NXT UK TV, and he made an appearance during that main event match. 
Um, they did get uh, a bit of a battering from Walter for his troubles during that match, but uh, they do seem to be making more of an effort to push Ilya Dragunov. Now, my only concern with Ilya Dragunov, we know that he's extremely intense. We know that he's very powerful. Uh, not the biggest of wrestlers. He's probably about uh, 180, maybe 190 pounds. Um, but he's very muscular, very agile, very intense around that ring. Um, and um, yeah, I think they're setting him up for, for bigger things. He's because of his uh, Russian heritage, I don't think they've really done a good job at pushing his character or his personality just yet, if I'm perfectly honest with you. But I do like Dragunov, and I do think he brings a lot of intensity and a lot of passion uh, to the ring, and I think he's got a lot to offer. And I think with the right handling in terms of booking and presentation and character development, he could be a really big star, not just on NXT UK, possibly the NXT brand going forward. And like I say, we could well see Dragunov and Walter go at it sometime in the future. But here he's going up against Finn Balor. We all know about Finn Balor. Um, he seems to have been rejuvenated since he's been back on NXT and uh, like I say he's going to be taking on Johnny Gargano in uh, three weeks time NXT TakeOver Portland that's going to be an amazing match and of course Finn Balor turned heel on Johnny Gargano a few months back um, and uh, we haven't seen a lot from Johnny Gargano uh, tonight or Worlds Collide was Johnny Gargano's first appearance inside the ring for over four months but we have seen quite a bit of Finn Balor and he's been a revelation since he's come back onto NXT, a former NXT champion, of course, and um, he hadn't presented a heel personality since coming to the WWE um, five years ago, I believe it was, but he is portraying more of a heel character, definitely is not more of a heel, but he is out and out a heel, and definitely portraying more of his New Japan Prince character, uh, which he certainly seems to be bringing to the brand at the moment, but... Um, when this match was announced, uh, I was a little bit, little bit surprised. Uh, it seems like they're kind of putting Dragunov into quite a high-profile match here against Finn Balor. But then when you think about it, they're two very similar wrestlers in terms of stature, in terms of what they can do in the ring. Both very intense, very fast-paced, very hard-hitting. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, these could be compared to one another, you know, with their intensity. As I said, their high-octane wrestling style from both. Dragunov took a bit of a tumble to the outside after missing a dive uh, from the top turnbuckle, which... Balor, of course, as you would expect, took advantage of. Dragunov got a two count from a, a flying knee to the throat of Balor. Uh, that looked um, pretty cool. Uh, there was definitely a back and forth exchange between Balor and Dragunov, with Dragunov matching Balor move for move in this match. Um, definitely a, a good match where each wrestler had their time to shine um, and their moments. Dragunov got another two count from a quite a high angle German suplex on Finn Balor. Um, there, there was another a two count from Dragunov from a, a coast to coast drop kick. Now Finn Balor was draped between the middle and the top rope about three quarters of the way along one side of the ring. Dragunov got up the top of the rope. Now I always fear for Dragunov when he gets onto the top of the rope. I saw this when I saw him wrestle a takeover Cardiff back in August again here um, in, uh, in uh, Houston. Worlds collide where Dragunov gets up onto the top rope and he always teeters, he always wobbles backwards and you always think, oh no, he's going to fall. But he does recover and uh, he hits a coast-to-coast, drop-kicking uh, Finn Balor, but uh, appearing to catch him flush on the nose. And uh, there were some concerns that he possibly injured Finn Balor or maybe uh, broken his nose. So there, there was some concerns after this move, but they did continue. Uh, Balor didn't waste any opportunity. Um, shortly after he connected with a, with a, with a drop-kick, 
into the corner. He's like John Woo drop kick. Uh, then a coup de gras, which he usually uses as a finisher, but instead after the coup de gras, he hits his 1916 DDT, hooks the leg of Dragunov, gets to one, two, three. The match went 14 minutes, and it was high octane from uh, from word go. It was really really good. Uh, definitely recommend this match. Um, but uh, yeah, great to see Finn Balor uh, against Ilya Dragunov. Great to see Dragunov being featured on a show such as Worlds Collide. Um, I think it was fairly predictable in terms of the winner. Of course, they're setting up Finn Balor for Johnny Gargano and their match at NXT TakeOver Portland in a few weeks' time. Uh, but definitely go out of your way to watch this one. It was really, really good. And um, I mentioned it about the pre-show match between Mia Yim and Kaylee Ray. This match, Finn Balor, Ilya Dragunov was quite hard hitting, quite stiff in, in spots and they really did look like they were connecting pretty well. Uh, then we had a, a kind of a fun war of words at ringside uh, between the grizzled young veterans and the, and the bros awaits, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne of course heading into their epic encounter this Wednesday on NXT on the USA Network uh, in the final of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic for 2020. Now that would be an amazing match. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I was half expecting them to kind of hold the match off until TakeOver Portland. I think it'll be a really good match to feature um, at TakeOver Portland, but no I'm going to put it on NXT next week to go head-to-head with AEW Dynamite and I think that'll be good to get a bit more interest, a few more eyeballs onto the NXT products on Wednesday and that will be a great match um, I, I spoke to uh, Rob from the Bob Culture Podcast this uh, just a couple of days ago, catched out this episode 96 in the archives, just go to wrestlingmajonas.com and we'll search for it on your favourite podcasting platform, give that a listen we've also dropped the full kind of video cast on YouTube this afternoon so you better catch that as well my chat with Rob from the Bob Culture Podcast but we spoke about this final match between the Grizzled Young Veterans and the Bros Awaits and uh, we, we both agreed that it's going to be a fantastic match and I think we uh, we agreed that um, I think I, I certainly suggested that uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans uh, will win that to give them a little bit more uh, credence a little bit more uh, credibility on the NXT brand I think uh, they've pretty much done all they can on the NXT UK brand uh, to give them a bit more um, bit more visibility on the black and gold brand over in Florida I think that would be a good move for them um, and uh, there isn't Oh, a better heel or worker of the mic than Zach Gibson. And I think uh, him with his excellent tag team partner, James Drake, and the way they do combine very, very well, very expertly um, as a tag team um, will be a, a, definitely a benefit to the tag team ranks over on NXT. Uh, now we, we see... Um, the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, so uh, we understand that it's now been formally adopted by the NXT brand. It's called the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And uh, I, I know that this has happened now that it's not the WWE Cruiserweight Championship and we're not going to see exclusively on on Raw, for example, or 205 Live only. It's been featured more heavily on the NXT uh, brand every Wednesday. And the matches that we've seen so far uh, since the Cruiserweight's been uh, wrestled for on the NXT brand has been a lot of fun. Um, some really solid matches. Of course, we saw uh, Drew Gulak. He was the NXT champion when it kind of switched brands. Uh, the, the Cruiserweight champion, when it first went onto the black and gold brand, he lost it to uh, uh, Leo Rush. Now Angel Garza going into this match on Worlds Collide is the champion. And um, yeah, I think that it's the Cruiserweight division, the Cruiserweight champion that we all truly dreamed for, that we hoped for, that we wished for, um, that, that it would be all the way since its inception in 2016. 
and now it's coming to fruition and producing some of the most exciting matches on NXT most weeks. It's, uh, Angel Garza has been a great champion um, and uh, yeah you, you had two uh, traditional wrestlers from NXT, two traditional wrestlers from NXT UK in this fatal four-way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship and current champion going in, Angel Garza, going up against Isaiah Swerve Scott. From the UK branch, you've obviously got Jordan Devlin, the Irish ace, and Travis Banks, the Kiwi buzzsaw. So uh, prior to the show, as I mentioned, uh, you know... We, we saw the new NXT championship bout. They got rid of the horrible purple strap, the horrible purple leather. Uh, they seem to have done some modifications to the to the plates as well, certainly adding the, the NXT logo to it. So it's a brand new bout that, that Triple H and William Regal presented to the current champ, Angel Garza. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, Angel Garza carried the new belt to the ring, but uh, it looks a lot more classy. It looks a lot better than the purple belt, which might have been okay to fit the uh, the Cruiserweight brand to start off with four years ago. But uh, times move on, and now that uh, the Cruiserweight division is an exclusive part of NXT, they needed to update and modify the belt to make it look a little bit more cool, and they did on this occasion. However... Going back to the match, Travis Banks, uh, he dominated the match fairly early on. He really did, um, hitting all three opponents in the corner with a huge cannibal. So he kind of piled them up one on top of another, hit the gigantic cannibal uh, onto all three. There, there was uh, quite a, an awesome and quite unique Tower of Doom spot where Angel Garza was kind of holding uh, two of the wrestlers up in the air. Uh, one in like a, a kind of a, a, a body slam hold and one more on his shoulders um, and then I believe it was uh, Angel Garza that came off the top rope to kind of connect all three and drop all three down to the, 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 the canvas that was quite impressive Travis Banks he reversed a, a Devlin side from Jordan Devlin into a huge Canadian destroyer that was a cool transition and a really cool move uh, that received a this is awesome chant from the fans uh, Devlin delivered a phenomenal double Spanish fly. I'm not quite sure how he managed it, but you had three of the cruiserweights up on the top turnbuckle, Devlin in the middle, and he somehow managed to turn them both into the Spanish fly. That was pretty awesome. Um, and I believe it was Angel Garza and uh, Swerve Scott that went, uh, uh, went through the ringer on that move there. Uh, this was followed by a, a Kiwi Crusher from Travis Banks, who was one of the, the three wrestlers not involved in the previous move. And uh, that got Travis Banks a, a close near fall there. Garza, Angel Garza, nearly retained his championship from a, a wing clipper on Isaiah Swerve Scott, only for Jordan Devlin to pull Garza off the pin, to pull Garza off of Scott. Devlin then bundled Garza to the outside with a headbutt before Devlin himself dropped Isaiah Swerve Scott with uh, his Devlin side, Seoto side suplex to become the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. So, well, that, that was a great match. It went 12 minutes, but it was perfectly timed. It's perfectly executed. It's well booked. All four wrestlers definitely experienced in the ring and they gelled together. The chemistry was amazing. Um, and after the match, new NXT Cruiserweight Champion, uh, the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin, he grabbed hold of the microphone, stood on top of one of the announce tables uh, to tell everybody in the arena that you never bet against the ace. And I totally agree. And I'm so happy for Jordan Devlin. I've been uh, saying for a long time now, ever since we started this podcast back in 2018, that Jordan Devlin is one of those unsung heroes, one of them uh, kind of best kept secrets. Um, he's, he's, he's a phenomenal UK independent wrestler and now this is his opportunity to get a bit more exposure 
on uh, the US silo, soil, I suppose. Hopefully, he'll be able to defend his Cruiserweight Championship on the NXT UK brand just to make it more of a, a worldwide international title that can be defended on different brands. And I wouldn't mind if it's occasionally defended on uh, Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll see a lot more of Jordan Devlin on 205 Live and now the Black and Gold brand as well. But that was a really cool match. Uh, quite a surprising match as well. I think a lot of people have predicted Angel Garza to keep hold of the championship because he's uh, not long uh, become the champion of Cruiserweight Champion. I don't think there's been many occasions where he's actually defended or had the opportunity to defend the championship. So, um, But uh, this could set up a good feud between Angel Garza trying to retain or regain his championship um, up against the Irish Ace and uh, I'd be all for that definitely. And some good exposure for Travis Banks as well who's uh, you know played a prominent role on the UK indie scene, former Progress Wrestling World Champion of course. Um, who uh, lost out to uh, to Walter when Walter was the Progress Champion, uh, but this was an excellent fatal four-way match. Uh, went just over 12 minutes. Then we had what a lot of people are calling the match of the night. Uh, Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bates, Trent Seven, Hot off the heels of NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, where, uh, where, where uh, uh, Trent Seven had that brutal match against Eddie Dennis to open up the show in Blackpool. And then you had Tyler Bates had that epic five-star match against Jordan Devlin which was given